As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Bites of Health, where we hope to take a bite out of your parent worries each day with sound advice and guidance. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist, and today I'm joined by our amazing pediatrician bestie, Dr. Dina DiMaggio. Hello, Dina. Hello, Jess. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about the dreaded hand, foot, and mouth disease. The clock is ticking, so let's get to it. Dina, this is so timely because hand, foot, and mouth just ran through my household. It is the virus that all of us dread and we often see running rampant in summer and early fall. So Dina, what is it? Great question. So it's caused by different viruses and anyone can get it, including parents. So oftentimes when you're seeing me in the office, at that point, you've already been exposed and unfortunately you can get it too. From the time when a child is exposed to it, symptoms usually develop in three to six days. It's spread from person to person by respiratory secretions and through contact of stool of children that are infected. And just because a child has it once, unfortunately, it doesn't mean you can't get it again. So I've seen kids get it multiple times in a season. Ah, the gift that keeps on giving. All right. So what are some of the symptoms of hand, foot, and mouth? So the typical symptoms that I often can see just from walking in the door is um, a child is drooling and the parents often report that they have fever, they're not eating as much, um, they might have a sore throat, a runny nose, and there's these characteristic blisters that develop in the mouth, around the mouth, on the hands, the feet, and, and often the tush too. So we call it hand, foot, mouth, and butt disease in the office. Oh my God. Um, but I have also seen the rash on, some, on legs and arms. So it can be all over, but the classic is the hands, foot, mouth, and tush. And just when you thought you were all done with the virus, um, it's a gift that keeps on giving, like you said. So weeks later, we sometimes get calls from parents saying that they, um, the kids are having peeling of the fingers and toes um, a few weeks after the virus resolves. And those blisters, they could be itchy. Sometimes they're painful. It's, it's not pleasant. No. All right. So how long does it typically last? So usually most kids will get a fever, not always, but usually the fever can last a few days from one day to sometimes three to five days. But usually all the symptoms um, typically resolve within a week. And what about the treatment for hand, foot, and mouth? Oh, that's the issue with this because I wish there was like one treatment, like an antibiotic or something that I can give your child to make them feel better immediately. But unfortunately, there isn't an antibiotic or medicine to help get rid of it. It's just more about making your child feel more comfortable with fever and pain reducers like Tylenol or Motrin if age appropriate and plenty of hydration with soothing foods like ice pops and yogurts and Pedialyte, you know, easier things to ingest like mashed potatoes and avoiding foods that may sting like spicy foods or citric foods. Occasionally, you know, your pediatrician might also prescribe a type of mouthwash to help with the pain of the sores. Now, the big question, when can my child go back to school? That is the big question, yes. So when your child has no fever for 24 hours with most illnesses um, and when the blisters are dried up and when you're, when she is back to baseline, meaning she's not drooling excessively, she's back to good spirits so the teacher can take care of her without compromising the care of other children, um, that's when they can go back. Of course, if, you're, if there's any questions, you should always reach out to your child's pediatrician to make sure they're ready 
wait to return. And a lot of times the daycares will, you know, want us to give us, um, a, you know, look over or a note before you go back to school. And this thing is contagious, right? It, it really runs yes. through schools and daycare centers. And I just want to underscore something that you just said. You can return if the, the blisters are still present, right? It's just when they're dried up and they don't have the other symptoms that you described, fever free for more than 24 hours, et cetera. Is that right? Correct. When they're like crossing over when your child is feeling better and more not popping up. And, you know, if you were, we consider it like under 101 for, you know, has to be a favorable. So under 101 for 24 hours. All right. Well, I learned something. We hope you learned something and we have lots more to share. You can get your bite of health every day, Monday through Friday. If you like what you've heard here, let us know. Leave us a review on Apple and be sure to tell your friends. Remember, there is no single or best way to parent. Parenting is a journey and we are all just doing our very best. We wish you happy, healthy, and stress-free parenting. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.